The Living Traditions Festival is back Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th at Washington Square Park in downtown Salt Lake City. You will find a global food court, live music, performances, art, workshops, Bohemian Brewery, and stuff for kids. Full disclosure, this is my favorite Salt Lake Festival. For details and to see the full program, visit livingtraditionsfestival.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. The city wants Main Street to become a permanent pedestrian mall. What could that look like? Plus, gripes, picks of the week, and your burning questions about us? Lead producer Emily Means is here for our weekly news roundup. It's Friday, August 11th. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Good morning, Emily Means. Good morning, Ali Vallarta. Listen, this city wants to turn Main Street into a pedestrian promenade. And I'm going to be fully transparent here. I could not be more hyped. You know what? I love promenading. I'll promenade anywhere, anytime. (laughs) Okay. You've been watching that Netflix show, the one with the modern songs, but it's old timey. Yep. Yep. (laughs) That's me. And that's how I'm going to promenade Main Street, too, is in old timey clothes with a parasol. Oh, God, I can't wait to see that. Old timey. Old timey. (laughs) Listen, so the Wasatch Front is expected to add another 1.4 million people by 2040, which is a lot. That right? feels That's like a lot of people. Third of the entire state's current population. So basically, I mean, that would like double the size of Salt Lake County. And I thought this was really interesting. There are 20,000 residents of downtown in 2023, but they anticipate that by 2027, our downtown Salt Lake will have 40,000 residents. So we're going to double in size, just like downtown Salt Lake. That's because we're growing up. I mean, look around us, right? Look at all of these apartment buildings towering over us. Hello, Astra Tower. They're going to fill up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I mean, I say that because that's basically the big reason that the city is thinking about how we convert downtown into, what's the word for it, an 18-hour city, a 36-hour city? 18-hour city. Basically, like right now, it's a 12-hour city or an 8-hour city, which basically means like people go downtown to do a thing and then they leave. But in an 18-hour city, you go downtown and you stay. So you get off work and then you meet someone for happy hour and then you have dinner and then you go home. Like you kind of, you linger, you enjoy the space more. And the Downtown Alliance, Salt Lake City, the blocks, like all these different stakeholders that are involved in sort of, I mean, really the rejuvenation of downtown post-pandemic, it feels like that's all sort of part of this. They would like to see downtown become a place where people are hanging out all the time because famously, I mean, I remember when I first moved here, one of the things I noticed most about downtown Salt Lake is like noon on a Wednesday, you can hear a pin drop. There are tumbleweeds blowing across (laughs) Main Street. Yeah. There are like 15 people outside Three Pines on Main Street having a coffee and the rest of the street is just dead. (laughs) Well, I have this feeling often when I'm downtown. I'm like, hello, is there anybody out there? It's just me alone in this big little city. 
so yeah, I think this proposal to turn Main Street into a pedestrian promenade uh, is really exciting. But you know, it's nothing that we haven't seen before. This is modeled off of the Open Streets program, which ran from 2020 to 2022, the summers of those years, mm-hmm. and it was in response to COVID, right? Because we were all like a little bit nervous, rightfully so, to pack into a restaurant on Main Street. And so what they did was they closed the street traffic to cars and allowed pedestrians to take over so that restaurants could kind of spill out onto the sidewalks and we yeah. would have a little bit more room to play around there. So this is a proposal to do this permanently. Well, and one would hope that like with this sort of permanent redesign would come more resources to support restaurants and businesses that want to expand because let's not forget like if you're a small business owner or a restaurant owner on Main Street, like your margins are narrow. And mm. even just to furnish an outdoor patio space, right, that you right. don't already have is expensive. Like you've got to get tables and chairs and staffing and, you know, you're moving things around and you might be increasing the overall capacity of your restaurant by adding tables and chairs outside. And we are in a labor shortage crisis. Like there are a lot of ways that like we as residents and pedestrians think about how we want to revitalize space. But like for those business owners, it's not as easy as just like opening the door and being like, great, we have a patio now. So hopefully there'll be more resources as well to support these businesses so that they can take full advantage of open streets. But yeah, I do have to say, so like the city's got this plan and we don't really know like what the timeline is on this in terms of like when we could see Main Street become a pedestrian promenade. I think that's because they're trying to figure out how big we want them to swing. But I did think it was interesting that they are working with a Denver-based studio. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And the reason I think that's interesting is because, of course, you and I have thrown down on this show in the past saying that Denver is our nemesis city. And when we talk about sort of vision boarding for the future of Salt Lake, we often look to Denver as an example of what growth could look like, right? What kind of a city are we going to grow into? And it feels like there are pieces of Denver's urban planning that are on our Salt Lake vision board. Mm. And I think that's unnecessary. Like, I think we can lay a vision for a future of our city that is unique to us. I don't think we need to necessarily be modeling after what other cities have done. And yet, (laughs) in this very exciting project to transform our downtown, we have not hired local talent. (laughs) Well, listen, I can admit that I have strolled along Denver's 16th Street Mall, which is Mm -hmm. a pedestrian mall closed off to vehicular traffic. Mm -hmm. And it's nice, you know? And so I think it's fine to seek inspiration elsewhere, but, you know, how do we Salt Lakeify it? And I think one thing that will make this cute and different is that our tracks line will run through the middle. You know, I'm a big fan of transit. So I think we'll have that going for us that maybe Denver doesn't. Oh, I mean, the that tracks line down Main Street is the vein of downtown. I mean, like when you are downtown, it is the only thing making noise in the middle of the day on a weekday. Like it is delivering people through the space in a way that we are not delivering ourselves necessarily. I will say something that's also kind of put a wet blanket on Main Street is renovation of the temple. 
at the mm-hmm. top of Maine because I do think like when the temple is active, when it's, you know, looking good, it brings a lot yeah. of people downtown. And like especially thinking about, for example, Christmas time, like that's when you see people really promenading because they're going to look at the lights and yeah, then it's, it's like, beautiful. oh, well, maybe we'll go get an ice cream or whatever after. And so the temple being under construction, I think, has also kind of been bad for business. I completely agree. Also, Allie, something I learned from the city's website on re- revisioning Main Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, Main Street used to be called East Temple. Did you know that? But of course it did. Shut of course it did. Up. East Temple. Oh, that makes perfect it sense. It makes literal perfect sense because it's the street east of the temple. So, Allie, I ask you, what is your vision for East Temple for Main Street? <laughs> Well, listen, I took this survey that the city has put out that they want residents to take. We're going to link it in the show notes. Today is the last day to take it. It was a very short window, so we apologize for the late notice. But uh, today on your lunch break, take this damn survey. Um, And as I was like going through and taking it, because, you know, it asks you a little bit about like how you engage with downtown. How do you get downtown? Do you drive or walk? Like stuff like that. How often do you visit downtown? But then you get to the sort of vision boarding part Mm -hmm. of the survey where they're like, which of these photos of like a downtown is most most exciting to you? Here's an example. Which of the following would be most important to bring to Main Street to bring this like vision to life? So You go through the first part of the survey and it's basically like, how do you already engage with downtown? Do you walk there? Do you drive there? Like, what's the big draw for you? I did think it was interesting that they don't give you the option of bars. It's like, what are (laughs) what brings you to Main Street? And the closest thing to bars is there's a restaurants and dining option. And I'm like, no, it's not restaurants. It's very specifically bars. Like what? That's most of what's on Main Street. Like, how is that not listed? Yeah, you definitely can't categorize Cheers to You as a restaurant. No. And you have the option of performances. What performances? <laughs> what? Maybe the Eccles is what they mean. Anyway, but then you get further down the survey and they're like, look, we acknowledge that like at night and on the weekends, Main Street's popping, but we want Main Street to be popping in the middle of the day. So what are some of the things you would like to see to like get us to that place? And it's like, garden spaces, places to play, a water feature. Like it hadn't even occurred to me that any of this was on the table, right? Mm. An outdoor marketplace, like protection from sun and rain. Like they have all these different photos of other like pedestrian sort of corridors that you can look at and be inspired by and like choose which one you're most into. And it kind of blew my mind because I was like, I'm sorry, it never even occurred to me that we could, like, throw a ton of trees down Maine and have this, like, canopy walk. Like, of course I want a canopy walk. Like, what? Well, I think that's what's kind of exciting about this process. I had never thought of that either. And when I took the survey, I was like, yes, shade. I want shade. (laughs) Put the shade in right now. Yeah. Um, Of course I want a lush garden pocket and a climate-sensitive water feature. Like, all of the above. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. And I think that let's explore what's possible. And let's 
<laughs> what I wanted to say vibrantify, but that's not right. Let's <laughs> infuse some energy into into Main Street, which is so beautiful with the with the historic buildings downtown. And I'm just Sorry. a huge fan. I'm busy dying at vibrantify. I'm vibrantify. Mayor Emily Means is like we're tearing down everything. <laughs> we're putting. You know what? Where the Pantages was, we're gonna put a big sign that says "Good Vibes Only." <laughs> Good Vibes Only. Cheers. Um. One thing that I noted, Allie, is that there are a lot of vacant storefronts on Main Street, particularly across from Gallivan Plaza on the west side of the street, next to Keys to Main. You know, there used to be a bookstore there. There used to be restaurants there. And they are sitting for lease forever, possibly. And so one thing I am wondering is, will turning Main Street into a pedestrian mall make it even more expensive for Hmm. businesses to lease out these storefronts? I don't know. But I don't think that we, in our, on a grand boulevard of downtown, we should have all these empty spaces, you know? Maybe it's a good place to put a park. I don't know. I do wonder if there are businesses that are like, "Mm, we kind of like the drive up option. I mean, like if you are a restoration hardware, like a place where people are buying furniture, like do you like that they can like pull their car up in front of the store and load in? Like if you're a Three Pines, is it actually better for you that someone could just kind of like scoot their car up, hop out, grab a coffee, get back in, hit the road in the afternoon? Like there are surely businesses on Main Street that benefit from the fact that it is easily accessible by cars. And one thing I did think was really interesting about this survey is there is no way to provide feedback that you don't want Main Street to be a pedestrian plaza. (laughs) You can only provide feedback on the ways you would like Main Street to be a pedestrian plaza. And though that like really works for me, it seems like the city has kind of already decided to move forward with this. So you know, if you're hoping Fair to take point. this survey with feedback about whether you want this project to move forward at all, as opposed to what this project could look like moving forward, this isn't the survey for you. Yeah, that's a fair point, Ali. And I do think throughout this public engagement process, which is going to be like a months long thing, um, there are going to be workshops, open houses, a walking tour, mm-hmm. which I will certainly be attending. You'll be um, leading it in six we'll weeks. We'll actually be leading yeah. the walking tour. But I'm sure that's the kind of pushback and concerns that we'll hear too. Yep, totally. Whenever posture comes up in conversation, we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back. Did you do it just now? I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patience, and after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander Technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons. Maybe it's walking the dog. Visit embodiedpatients.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention. 
spring is when leases expire, and if you're looking for a new or better apartment situation, here's the scoop at Ico Fort Union. Fort Union is Ico's newest build in Cottonwood Heights off 1300 East and 6720 South. And as they say in real estate, location, location, location. Ico Fort Union puts you 10 minutes from the mouth of Big Cottonwood Canyon and central to all the Fort Union shops and restaurants. But the complex is located on a dead-end street, so you get peace. Ico Fort Union offers studio, one, two, and three-bedroom apartment homes, plus these very cool three-bedroom work-live apartments. So if you're starting something new, you can live above your business space. Amenities include a pet spa, a spin loft, a bike hub, and EV charging stations. And they are signing leases right now. So visit liveatfortunion.com for a tour. Let's move on because on the note of pushback and concerns, our newsletter editor, Therina Ria, put out a call in our fabulous newsletter, Hey Salt Lake, which if you don't subscribe to it, what a delightful way to start your morning. Um, and you can subscribe at saltlake.citycast.fm. But she put a call out in the newsletter for gripes. What are your gripes about mm-hmm. Salt Lake City? And, you know, I think gripes can actually be an exercise in optimism, Emily. And That's here's a why. nice way of thinking about it. I think a gripe is sort of like an exhale. It's just like hmm. a big exhale. Sometimes you just got to like get it off your chest and then you can move on. So let's do a little bit of that. I do want to start by reading. Have you read some of these gripe submissions that people send into the newsletter? I have, and I think that they will resonate with many, many people. Yeah. So I want to I want to open by reading this gripe from Kate R. that was published in the newsletter Thursday morning. Uh, Utah drivers are the worst. The inability to deal with a four-way stop. The tailgating, the wild west of freeways south of 21st South or north of Centerville, the speeding through parking lots, the children running in parking lots. I have lived here for 20 years and I'm still amazed at how terrible it all is. Wow. I mean, she's not wrong. Kate is not wrong. Listen, sing it. Sing it, sis. Kate, we're with you. Emily, what is your Salt Lake gripe if you had to (laughs) let something off your chest? I, oh, Jesus, Allie. Construction season is really killing my vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, I've mentioned I am often a pedestrian. Yeah. And it is impossible to walk anywhere in this city. I know at the other end of this, you know, this storm cloud, there will be a rainbow, right? Like the streets will be better. There will be fewer potholes. There, were, there will be wider paths for people to walk and bike down. But yeah, my water God. lines that don't burst because they're 100 years old and need <laughs> yes, to be replaced. Yes. Yeah. But it is impossible to walk anywhere in this city right now. It really is. Or it's drive. a perpetual gripe for me, to be fair. You know what would be funny? I feel like I want to sit out on 4th, South, and Main, where they've just basically cut the entire pedestrian walkway off for that big construction project on the corner and just read excerpts from where the sidewalk ends. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Some real performance art. (laughs) Right? (laughs) A little little hat where people could drop a dollar. Oh, yeah. What's your gripe, Allie? I've got a day-to-day gripe, which is that I would like a coffee after 3 p.m. in this city. 
3 p.m. is exactly when I want a coffee. So could we please have some coffee shops that are open after 3 p.m. that aren't Gourmandays? Like, bless Gourmandays and their little sign. I don't know if their sign still says this, but their sign used to say, (laughs) coffee until 11 p.m. Yeah. And I was like, hell yes. But so many of our coffee shops close at like 3 p.m. Like, I'm looking at you, Jamba Joe's. And some of them even like extend, I will say like maybe five, maybe six. But it's like a nighttime coffee. Like, we're a college town. The students need it. Think of the students. I don't resonate with that. If I have a coffee past 2 p.m., I'm Twitchy McGee over here, okay? like. But... I'd love a chai, maybe. Just like a a little chai latte or a tea latte. I'd like options, A London fog. A London fog, yes. Coffee is most needed in the morning for us coffee drinkers. But coffee tastes best in the evening. I'm sorry. A post-dinner espresso. Like, A, we just had a delicious meal. Now we're going to... Hello, call back promenade down Main Street with a cup of coffee in our hands. Promenading like, with your little espresso Maybe, cup. and my parasol. Maybe it's seasonal and I'm headed up to look at the lights at the temple. I don't know. But Ugh. like, I evening coffee is something we just need to be able to access more readily in this city. And I find myself making my afternoon coffee and I would rather be commercing my afternoon coffee. I'd rather be infusing my funds into our local economy. Yeah. My, I have a bumper sticker that says, I'd rather be calmer saying my afternoon coffee. <laughs> my other vehicle is an espresso. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, let's do pick of the week and get out of here. Emily Means, what is your pick of the week? Oh, man, Allie, it is some real nerd stuff. Hit me. It's just trains. I'm, you know, we talked a lot about <laughs> transit and, uh, in this episode, mm-hmm. but I just really want to hit it home. I took the front runner recently from Salt Lake to Layton, and I had so many adventures on the way. I talked to so many people. Um, I spilled all of my belongings on the tracks train, and someone picked them up for me. Like it was a real human moment <laughs> riding the train. Mm. And what I will say is UTA's change day is coming up on August 20th, and what this means is there will be weekday service for the tracks and S-Line trains on Saturdays. So we're looking at 15-minute service, and that is a game-changer, Ali Vallarta. So I challenge you to ride the train. So that's my pick of the week. What's yours, Ali? My pick of the week is this traveling exhibit called Tatao, Marks of Polynesia. It is opening at the Utah Museum of Fine Arts this weekend. And they're doing a massive celebration on Saturday for this exhibit. Normally, it's like $18 for an adult to get into the UMFA. But this Saturday, it will be only $5 and free for kids under 18. And this exhibit is about the legacy of tattooing, the specifically the art of Samoan tattooing in Polynesia. And like the history, the sort of craftsmanship. I think it's really interesting exhibit to have in Salt Lake, given that we have a really big Polynesian community here. Um, And also, if you live here, you know, we have like a pretty serious tattoo culture. And even the word tattoo comes from the Samoan word tattoo, 
which I think is really interesting. Yeah, so it's like these two things feel very in conversation with each other here in our city. Also, like there are 150 photographs in this exhibit and they're just absolutely stunning. So that's my pick of the week. I think we should all go and take in this gorgeous exhibit. See at the museum. So that's my pick of the week, friend. I love it. Before we go, we have a request for you listeners we are going to do something we've never before done on this show. We're going to do a mailbag episode. So basically what we need from you is any questions you have, whether it's about us or about the show or how we make the show or a recipe suggestion or like, I don't know, you want to know about I don't know, recommendations? Pets. You Maybe? want recommendations on something. You have a question about Salt Lake City that's completely random. Um, any and all questions are welcome. Like, do your absolute worst. Hit us with them. We're going to try our best to answer them. <laughs> it's kind of an AMA and ask me anything. Yeah. We heard all the cool kids were doing AMAs. So Yeah, right? Um, you can email us, saltlake at citycast.fm. You can DM us on Instagram at CityCastSLC. You can call us at 801-203-0137. You can also text that number questions. Just like send us questions. I don't know. Try to stump us. Good luck. Emily Means, always a joy to end the week with you. I will see you on Monday. See you Monday, Allie. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Our lead producer is Emily Means. Our producer is Ivana Martinez. Our newsletter editor is Therina Ria. And our host is me, Ali Vallarta. Music is by the local band Mitochondria with additional music from All the Kimonos. We will be back Monday morning with more from around this city. I'm serious. Send us your questions. Do your worst. Have a great weekend. Bye.